Are the chances of Io DeSumo rejoining the Chicago Bulls becoming less and less as the days go by? According to Jason and Dan Bernstein, that may be the case. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Shy Bulls Podcast, or sorry, at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, on the Organizations Win Championships podcast today, Jason Bernstein said this. This is from sources close to him. I don't think he believes he will be back either. We're hearing Toronto is interested and is likely an option. Uh, and that was in regards to Io DeSumo. Now, one of the biggest questions still left and remaining for the Chicago Bulls is what's happening with Io DeSumo because qualifying offer of $5.2 million, which, you know, as absolutely, you know, could, can hamper the Bulls using the rest of their mid-level exception. Iota Sumo, who has had a really solid first season with the Chicago Bulls. He was one of the best point-of-attack defenders in the whole league his rookie year. And then the second year, yeah, while the stats were very similar, kind of didn't have the impact. That's when you kind of, you don't want to just look at the stat sheet. You want to look at kind of the eye test. Even though, you know, like I said before, local Bulls fans had a great thread on Twitter kind of talking about the way that Io impacted the game and kind of, you know, breaking down the stats at a little bit higher level. I suggest you guys go and follow and look out for him if you kind of want the details on that. But it's brought this question. What is going on with Io DeSumo? From Chicago, uh, coming in, come in as a second-round pick, uh, and a lot of people thought that the Bulls could have gotten a steal. My very own co-host, Pat the Designer, over on Locked on Bulls, where we co-host there, uh, said that, you know, at one point that he thought that Io DeSumo was on a trajectory similar to Drew Holiday. Now, it didn't quite come out that in the second year, but sophomore slumps are a thing. And the biggest question the Bulls have to ask themselves is, is it worth retaining Iota Sumo, maybe a little bit more money long term? Um, is it worth him taking the qualifying offer, right, to just see what you have in him, renegotiate, he hits free agency again? But ultimately, it comes down to this. If a team like Toronto or any other team, for that matter, offers Iota Sumo a huge contract, the Bulls may just not be equipped to be able to match it. Now, Io DeSumo, when you look at the, the trajectory of his career, of course, got on the court initially because of that defense. Lonzo Ball eventually goes down. He takes over as the starting point guard role, and he also hits a rookie wall shortly thereafter. And, of course, we know what happened with the Bulls the second half of his first season, right? After the All-Star break, we go on to win, like, seven of, like, the last 30-something games. It just it wasn't pretty. And then he, he wins that starting point guard position outright by his play in the preseason last season, and it didn't quite keep that way during the court. He also earned losing that starting point guard position. And for a team that needed identity, they had to bring in Patrick Beverly. Now they bring in Javon Carter. It it seems like maybe the writing is on the wall for Io DeSumo. Now, I talked about it a couple of days ago, the fact that a mysterious Bulls exec was, you know, interviewed and said that the, don't look too much into the fact that he's not re-signed yet, that the Bulls still do believe heavily in Io DeSumo. But according to Jason and Dan, like every time, every day that goes by, that chance of him leaving becomes more and more likely. And that standard of restricted free agents, right? It, it seems a little bit off, right? When you look at how Ayodo Sumo came in his rookie season, most Bulls fans would have absolutely thought you were crazy had you said a year from a year, a little over a year from that, we could be potentially looking at letting Ayodo Sumo walk in free agency, restricted free agency at that. Now, I don't I do think, and I've said this many times before, that when you look at Arturis Karnasova, he does not want to let young talent go away 
and develop somewhere else. Now, there is still a, a limitation to that, right? If a team that comes in with, with that's left with cap space at the end of the season and says, hey, we can do a lot worse than taking a one, two, three-year flyer on Ayodesumu at high money, especially if we can work it into being a team option in that last year of the deal, they can come in and try to swoop Ayodesumu away. Now, not, not just because he's from Chicago, but because of the promise. I know a lot of Bulls fans have absolutely turned on Ayodesumu. And I will say this, some of his play last season supports that, right? But I still think that you look at it in this way. And this is why I think we also saw a player like Julian Phillips get a four-year deal because AK wants to take as much time to look, evaluate that young talent and not be put in another situation like he is with Iota Sumo where you have one solid season, you have a questionable second season, a sophomore slump, and now you have to make possibly a long-term decision on a player like Iota Sumo. Now, I do want to also be clear. Iota Sumo is a, if he does take the qualifying offer, can go back into restricted free agency next year just by the nature he's only played two years. So if that does happen, the Bulls could be kicking the can down the road just to be in a similar scenario next year. But at that point, they could potentially have more data and maybe be able to dictate more, okay, this is what Io's worth is. Now, I, I, I hope that Io, wherever he ends up, gets an opportunity to play his game, right? And not kind of forced to play another game. I think there's still a lot of promise in Io. I don't know if that's starting level uh, promise. I don't know what that is. But I do think that a, a player as young as Io Desumu that has shown the flashes that he's shown, yes, offensively he's been up and down. But at one point in time, well, just a year ago, Io Desumu was one of the best point-of-attack defenders in the league. And I already know, some of you guys are going to say, it's an offense-driven league, especially, you know, the younger people. But at the end of the day, it's this. Defense still matters. And Io has shown enough defensively, I mean, offensively as well, with shooting, changing pace, things like that, that there's still enough promise there. 23 years old, of course, he came in as an older rookie. But hey, I guess we'll end up seeing. The Bulls have to make a decision soon on Io DeSumo and training camp's right around the corner. And hopefully by then we know what the future is going to hold for Iota Sumo, but I'm going to throw the question towards you. If you guys had to decide right now, do you think it's more likely that Iota Sumo comes back in the Chicago Bulls uniform next season? Or do you think he plays and wears another jersey next season? Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.